Straight Talk with Art Levine. Our guest tonight, Dr. Gaynor Pillsbury, Chief Medical Officer of Long Beach Memorial Medical Center, discussing the new healthcare legislation. Opinions expressed in the following program do not necessarily reflect the views of Charter Communications nor its sponsors. We recognize our obligation to present opposing points of view by responsible spokespersons. For information, please contact the director of program. She stands in the face of evil and will not lose hope or faith. America, the land of freedom, is still the home of the brave. So raise the banner, call the glory, let us join our fellow man. Talk is brought to you in part by Southern California Edison. For over 100 years, life powered by Edison. The Press Telegram, your local news leader for over 100 years. And Long Beach Magazine. Coastal living, city style. <laughs> Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk. And now your host, Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. We're delighted you're with us tonight. We're very honored to have as our guest for the entire show this evening, the uh, Chief Medical Officer of Long Beach Memorial Medical Center, Dr. Gaynor Pillsbury. Doctor, welcome to our show. Thank you. Doctor is a uh, graduate of Poly High here in Long Beach and went on to Stanford University and then Stanford Medical School. And as the chief medical officer of the largest hospital in, uh, in town, we're delighted to have Dr. Pillsbury with us to discuss the new healthcare legislation, which is a lot of controversy uh, throughout the country, really. Mm -hmm. But uh, you stated that, in your view, the system we have had has been dysfunctional and unsustainable. Tell us why. Well, that's, that's correct. And I think that perhaps before doing that, I could show you some slides about where we have been. I think there's a, there's a story of a traveler who pulls up to a farmer and asks him how to get to a certain town. And the farmer says... Well, if I'd been you, I wouldn't have tried to get there from here. <laughs> I, heard, I heard the main version, you can't get there from here. <laughs> but here is where we are with health care. And so let's show that first uh, comment about how people are insured. Okay, in uh, under the current system, we have 61% uh, uh, of the population are insured through their employer. We have a growing number of uninsured and we have 45 million enrolled in Medicare. And this chart, which the doctor has been good enough to bring, 
shows exactly that. That big green thing there is insurance through the employer, which is slipping, and a growing number of uninsured. Would you agree, doctor? Yes, that's correct. And actually, the, the insurance by employer is kind of unique in the world. Other, other, other countries don't do that. And that actually is a result of World War II. Because during World War II, actually, there was a price freeze and, and uh, a, a salary freeze, but there was no freeze on benefits. So the unions actually negotiated very rich benefit you know, packages for their employees who were abundantly employed in the war effort. And these kind of continued. That's how this, all this great growth of health care insurance started. Now, some of that insurance in those days was, was completely uh, comprehensive, covering first-dollar coverage from office visits and so and forth. And employees got used to this rather to this. rich coverage. They got used to this. And they resented it when they were now their co-pays and deductibles. And, of course, with the meltdown, people are losing their jobs and often their health insurance. So it's a big problem. Let's take let's, a look let's, at... Let's, before we get to that, let me just go through the, the, other, the other two parts. Because in 1964, it was identified there were two groups of our citizens that weren't covered adequately. One was the elderly and one was actually the poor people. Poor. Yeah. And so that's when Medicare and Medicaid were passed by the federal government. And some of the rankling that's gone on with the new health care laws reminds me of the days of Medicare. And my father was a I joined my father in practice in 1964, and he was a very conservative kind of a kind of guy. And he said, Gain, he says, if we have Medicare, it's going to be socialized medicine. Yeah. Doctors were refusing to join up, and hospitals were refusing to join up. It has become a very popular program. It's added five years of life to people, or mostly over 65, and hospitals now depend on it. Okay, this next chart shows how uh, health costs have increased as a percent of GNP, and the bottom line is the cost of health costs. The uh, red line is GNP growth, and the top line is the percent, which is now up to almost 17%. So we in America spend over, almost 17% of our gross domestic product on health care. How does that compare to other countries? Well, it it's, it's actually calculates out to about $6,000 per man, woman, and child. And if you use Medicare, it's a lot more than that. And that compares to other countries that cover everybody for more, about approximately less, most of them, but more than $4,000 per person. So per we year. are spending more, and yet we have big gaps, as you pointed out, of poor not being covered and, uh, and others. That's exactly right. Now, the reason for that, why is this so expensive in this country? Well, it's for a number of reasons, but actually part of it is our fee-for-service you know, plans. Yes. Where actually doctors and hospitals are paid for doing things, for procedures, not necessarily for outcomes. And as a matter of fact, we pay so much, everybody thinks that newer is better and more is better. But in fact, some estimates, as much as 30% of these tests and procedures are unnecessary. Unnecessary. And some may even, unnecessary and may even be harmful. So we've got to get a handle on this, and it's become extremely complex. There's been a lot of medical knowledge in the last 40 years. There are now over 13,000 different diagnoses, over 6,000 drugs, 4,000 procedures, and how in the world does a doctor figure out the best thing to do? Now, doctors actually want to do the best for themselves, but the system pushes them in some wrong directions. In the, well, they're misguided directions. It turns out that 
sunlight did a study of the variation of medical treatments. About in, in 1999, Dr. Winberg from Dartmouth did this study using Medicare data and found that when there's good science about treatments, like the treatment of fractured hips and colon cancer, everybody does it the same throughout the country. But where there's not good science, like in back pain and even chest pain, it's, it's treated tremendously differently and with not, not improved outcomes. They even discovered, they studied then the expense of taking care of Medicare patients in different parts of the country and find that the difference... Big variations. Yeah, big variations, you see. Okay, we're going to be continuing the discussion. We'll be right back after these messages. Stay with us. Electricity is different from any other product we use. We can't store it. We must use it wisely, but can't do without it completely. And there's no substitute for this special form of energy that brings us light, comfort, and progress. That's why California needs new standards that can keep utilities strong, guard against another power crisis, and protect consumers from the kind of shortages that often affect other commodities. Because electricity is different. When the Port of Long Beach employs more people for new projects and construction workers for improvements, it has a positive effect for local businesses like my restaurant, Las Islitas. The port keeps the whole community busy. <laughs> Especially our cook, Jorge. <laughs> the Port of Long Beach, investing in jobs, investing in you. I want to improve my career opportunities. I want to earn a higher salary at my job. I'd like to finish what I started. The new Bachelor of Arts in Liberal Arts degree completion program at Cal State Long Beach will help you achieve your educational goals while keeping your life in balance. Contact our customer service center at 1-800-963-2250 for more information or visit us on the web. Let CSULB help you finish what you started. For over 80 years, Community Hospital of Long Beach has served the greater Long Beach community by providing the best medical care possible with a focus on clinical excellence and a caring, compassionate, personalized approach for every patient. It is our goal to be the community's preferred health care provider, providing a 24-7 rapid response emergency department, a state-of-the-art cancer center, and a free wellness and diabetes program. We are proud to introduce CHLB's new bariatrics program featuring the safe and effective lap band system. Community Hospital of Long Beach. When you have a choice, choose the best. Continuing this fascinating discussion of health care with our distinguished guest, Dr. Gaynor Pillsbury, we learned in the last segment how health care costs are high, almost 17% of GNP, $6,000 per person. And one of the reasons is illustrated in this chart, which shows the cost of the same procedure in different venues. And this huge bar here is the emergency room. That's where it's most expensive, much less than in a doctor's office, in a, medic, uh, in a PPO or an HMO. And the reason, obviously, that so many people go there is where you don't have insurance, they get free treatment in the emergency room, but the cost of the system is so much larger. Right. Hospitals have to take care of everybody that shows up on their doors, and many of them have no insurance or they're underinsured. And this particular slide actually is from an article in a peer-reviewed medical journal comparing the outcomes of treatments of common conditions. And it's much, much less expensive in an outpatient setting, but you have to have insurance. If everybody had insurance, 
they, not so many would go to the emergency rooms. And the costs overall, talk about reducing costs of medical care, which is one way that can't be done. Now, hospitals are a business like anything else, even though they're nonprofit, and they have to at least break even, if not make some money at the end of the year. And this fascinating chart shows reimbursement rates. And where this line is, if I can point to it, uh, right here, right there, that, that green line is 100% reimbursement, but different components get paid differently. The hospital gets less than the full cost from Medicare, from Medicaid, and therefore they have to, and of course they get nothing from uh, uh, poor, yeah, and therefore they have to overcharge, let's go back to the chart, they, could, they have to overcharge uh, uh, preferred provider organizations, the two bars on the uh, side over here. This is over-reimbursement, uh, individual patients, or preferred provider pay more than real cost, of course others are paying less. So the system is kind of screwed up. That's right, and let me show that again. Well, I want to, I'll explain it in that actually, those are, those are costs, that green line was actually what it costs the hospital to produce to provide care. And in California last year, actually hospitals in general lost $4.8 billion on Medi-Cal under, re, under reimbursement. They lost $3.8 billion on Medicare under reimbursement. And many have had to close. And some have had to close. Uh, hospitals that are large, like ours, can actually negotiate better contracts with the HMOs and the PPOs and make up for it by cost shifting. But this, this is a crazy system. Okay, let's get to the new health care legislation, what we're all been waiting to hear about. Uh, your view of... The, you think it's a good thing that we passed this health care legislation. I think it's a good thing that we've done something. Uh, because where we were before uh, was just we were just stuck. And it's not like this is just a, suddenly the, all these things happen. They've been going on for years and nothing's been done about it. And what the new health care law does is it challenges us. It challenges those of us in the private sector of hospitals and doctors to work together and to reduce our costs and to, pro and to provide more affordable care to everybody. The good doctor has been nice enough to write a guest column in the newest issue of the Straight Talk magazine, which is now out on the street. And in the doctor's guest column, you state, to quote you to you, <laughs> we must change the way we deliver care and not just tinker with the way it is paid for. That's right. We have to develop better ways of providing the care, more cost-effective ways of providing the care, because otherwise, uh, with the payment, and we don't change the way, we already still keep ordering too many tests. Okay, and, and how does the new health care legislation do that? Well, it has a number of demonstration projects. Now, I think it's, it's appropriate to say that many of these are not going to come into effect for a few years because it's going to take time to plan. And the good thing for the doubters is that there is time to make some adjustments. You know, in the Medi when Medicare came about, why there were a number of uh, correcting amendments that were added that made it a much better bill. And the same thing I anticipate is going to happen here. We've got an election next November. We've got an election in two years. And that's kind of before because it's 2013, 2014, when most of the significant changes are going to occur. But some of the benefits kick in right away, such as what? Some of the benefits kick in right away. For example, those of you who have children graduating from college this year uh, actually can continue the kids in college uh, after they graduate until age 27. Okay. When our kids graduated, we didn't have that, so we had to go out and buy individual policies for them. 
But the real changes, most of them don't kick in to 2014, and some of the real costs don't kick in until 2014. That's right. That's right. I, I might just comment a little bit on a couple more things, the benefits, because some of the goodies, as I already said, are up front. Like, for example, those of you that have Medicare, there's a so-called donut hole. And there's an effort to actually reduce that donut hole after you've paid a certain amount into the Medicare prescription plan. And that's going to be closed completely by the time to It's not unlike Congress to provide the benefits up front and kick the pain down the road. That's exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. But another, another emphasis is going to be a huge emphasis in the future on preventive care. Yes. And part of the bill is actually so there's no deductible, so you get free colonoscopies and all the recommended preventive and care. And that, that makes a lot need. of sense. It makes a lot of sense. An ounce of prevention... Pound a cure. Improve health as well as reducing the cost. Okay, we'll be continuing this conversation. Stay with us. You won't want to miss the next segment. Bill Trainees mixes California style with continental cuisine that includes fresh seafood from around the world. Since Phil is the chef, the menu has a wide variety of pastas, salads, soups, and appetizers that feature his unique personal touch. And the Italian-American signature dishes are simply beyond delicious. You never know who you're going to run into at trainees, from the famous sports legends on the Wall of Fame to local celebrities having a drink at the bar. For the best fine dining experience, visit Phil Trainees. At Performance Plus Tire, you'll find we carry Toyo tires. For over 50 years, Toyo has been a world leader in the development of high-quality tires. Optimum performance, safety, and a comfortable ride. That's what makes Toyo tires great. And now come into Performance Plus Tire for a great deal on these Toyo tires. Proxies ST, Open Country AT, and Proxies 4. Toyo tires, driven to perform. Come in today and we'll install new Toyo tires on your vehicle while you wait. Performance Plus Tire on Cherry Avenue, one mile north of the 405 in Long Beach. When I was a boy growing up in Italy, I had a dream to own my own store. I came to the United States and I worked hard as a tailor. Hi, I'm Umberto. I've been in Long Beach since 1960, carrying the finest quality men's clothing. It was a long way away, but styles are just around the corner. Umberto, 2141 Belfar, Long Beach. People need a hero. They need something they can believe in. That's where Dog the Water Copper comes in. Oh, no! All right, you little trail sniffer. I've been watching you take a shower for the past 40 minutes. Think of all that water you're wasting. Well, I mean, that's really weird, Dog. I'm totally naked right now. Continuing this fascinating discussion with Dr. Pillsbury, uh, preventative uh, medicine will be incentivized by this new legislation. That's correct, because uh, actually they're, 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 the law is that there are no deductibles and so forth, and new plans come up and in the Medicare. So that will encourage people to get their preventive care, which should make things And I better. noticed from reading your article that, uh, that health, healthy living can enormously reduce uh, the cost of health care to the country, and you mentioned obesity as an almost epidemic problem these days. Well, that's one of the problems with actually having the emergency room as a fallback position for a health care system, in that you can't possibly, you know, deal with these chronic conditions by episodic visits to the emergency room. 
And obesity is actually at epidemic proportions, something like you know, 40% of the people are overweight and 30% are obese. And 60% of the cases of adult onset diabetes are in people who are obese. So if we could get people to live healthier, it would be a tremendous reduction in the total health care cost to the community. For those of you who haven't seen Jamie Oliver, I suggest you tune into his show. He gave a great lecture down in the convention center a few months ago. That was terrific and inspiring, a different way of looking at this thing. But it could be that the current generation of obese people are not going to live as long as their... So Big Mac is not the way to go. Big Mac is not the way to go. Well, once in a while, maybe, Mark. There are continuing (laughs) problems even with the new health care legislation, and one that you've identified, doctor, is no advanced direction vis-a-vis end-of-life illness. Explain. Well, this actually was a casualty of the the terrible, terrible discussions that went on uh, while the bill was being discussed. And in an attempt, I guess, to defeat the whole thing, uh, why people termed death panels, which were actually in the bill, was actually payment for physicians in their offices to help help patients actually develop advanced directives. Now, an advanced directive is something I hope everybody, every one of you viewers has, because it tells your healthcare providers what you want to have done at the end of your life. Unfortunately, we all end up the same way, and at some point in time, we'll reach that. Some are some die quickly. But some have lingering diseases, some have, have sudden comas. And if the healthcare workers don't know what to do, we have to do everything. And so we have a huge ICU, probably 61 beds. And we have patients that are brought in all the time from nursing homes and so forth in comas where the family doesn't know what to do. Some members of the family say, do everything. Others will say, no, you didn't want that. But if it's so not you written should down, meet it's very with your family well in advance of getting into this situation and tell them what you want them to do if you should be in a terrible accident or, or incapacitated. That's right. And, of course, we ask everybody when they come into the hospital, only 25% of people entering our hospital have advanced directives. We ask them when they come in, do you have an advanced directive? Do you want to make one? And, of course, that's not the time to do it because people yeah. come to the hospital to get cured, not to die. But uh, doctors would like to do this in their office, but currently they don't get paid for it, and they're so busy, the primary care doctors, that they don't do it, and so it doesn't get done. Now, you can get it offline. If you go to Five Wishes, online is a free uh, uh, sample of an advanced directive. You can fill it out yourself. And, and let me help. just add to that, uh, you might consider organ donation. If you are willing to donate your organs in the event of... Uh, a tragic incident or injury. A dear friend of mine was the successful recipient of a heart transplant through an organ donor, and uh, uh, you can provide life to someone else. All right, absolutely. Well, doctor, you've been in distinguished practice for 40 years. For the last five years, you've been in medical administration. Look back and tell us about uh, your career in medicine. Satisfying? Well, I, I joined my father in 1964. He was the first obstetrician to practice in, in Long Beach in 1927, and it was a great privilege to have practiced with him. I learned a lot from Dad. And it's been my very great privilege and honor to have had patients in Long Beach, some of you perhaps looking in, remember the time when maybe I helped deliver your baby or took care of some other part of their things. And what an honor that is and privilege to have served people. It just gives me a tremendously fulfilling you know, lifetime. Uh, you know, about... Ten years ago, I decided I'd delivered enough babies, and so I kind of tried to find something else to do and got into this medical administration thing. But I, I look now on the other side of the coin, 
and find that medical administrators are actually very committed to actually yeah. healthcare too. And, and, and one of the challenges in the future is for doctors and hospitals to work better together. Yes. You know, so and to align our interests. And that's one of our strategic goals in our system is to actually you know, do that and promote that. And See? doctors want to do the right thing, the and right yet thing. the system sometimes, as you were mentioning earlier, pushes them to do tests they, they really don't want to do, but they feel they need to under the, under the system. Uh, and so uh, the changes in the law can be helpful in that respect. Well, yes, but not quite enough because you touched on something because a lot of people actually downplay the importance of tort reform in this new law. And the new law is, is inadequate in actually providing funding for an approved form of tort reform. I, a lot of, everybody talks about this as, oh, it's only 10% of the cost. Well, it's a huge impact beyond that. That's why the emergency room costs so much more, because those doctors don't have any relationship with the patient. And to get just a slight incremental increase in, in accuracy of the diagnosis, they do more tests. As an attorney, let me call it what it is. Defensive medicine is, is, is having a lot of tests that are not medically needed, but in the back of your mind, the doctor's thinking, I don't want to be sued, and I don't want to be sued successfully, so I better do all these things to protect against a lawsuit. And the suggestion of tort reform is the law should be changed a bit uh, to eliminate some of these frivolous suits. Well, that's right. And it has a bigger impact than that because in my specialty of OBGYN, for example, yes. now across the country, 48% yes. of men, OBGYN, give up obstetrics at age 48. Now, it's an incredible number. And women at age 38. So what does, they've only been out of practice in less than 10 years. That was when I was just reaching my, hitting my stride. So what's going to happen with it? That's going to be a workforce issue, I'm afraid, if things aren't We'll come back. I have a little story on that issue. Uh, please stay with us. We'll be right back with the remaining portions of Straight Talk. Welcome to McKenna's on the Bay, where fine dining is complemented with a breathtaking view. McKenna's is a restaurant of incredible ambiance, providing service and cuisine with style, class, and romance. The menu offers a variety of appetizers, serious seafood, prime steaks, an oyster bar, and specialty entrees for either lunch or dinner. McKenna's on the Bay features patio dining, nightly entertainment, and two banquet facilities. No matter what your occasion, McKenna's on the Bay is like being on vacation. Join us today at McKenna's on the Bay. Founded in 1976, Polly's Gourmet Coffee is Southern California's most complete gourmet coffee store. Polly's has the best tasting coffee freshly roasted every day right in the store. Plus a wide selection of teas, an in-house bakery, espresso bar, patio dining, and more. We also offer Wi-Fi, free internet access for all of our customers. Our nationwide clientele agree, when it comes to coffee, there's only one name to remember. Polly's, 4606 East 2nd Street, welcoming you into Belmont Shore. those who are closest to you, from our family to yours. McCarty's Jewelry, since 1932. How do you like your chances the rest of the way? I got no idea. But I do know that if we stay with Naples Rib Company, at least we won't go hungry. Coach, what do you think about some of those questionable calls tonight? Oh, yeah, but if you want a sound call, I'd call Naples Rib Company. You can't miss on that call. 
Then Naples Rib Company is part of your game plan? There really is nothing more motivating than a great barbecue meal at Naples Rib Company. Victory or not, Naples Rib Company, great game plan. Doctor, picking up on your last point, I was at a wedding several years ago, and my neighbor at the dinner was obstetrics who did high-risk birth deliveries. And where, where the regular obstetrician couldn't do it, they sent the tough cases to him, and he took some satisfaction. But there was a high mortality rate, as you can imagine. And he was incensed that his insurance carrier told him, don't do certain high-risk cases or we're going to cancel you. And he was outraged that his professional expertise that might save this baby, the insurance company was telling him no. Well, that, that's happens around the country. I've been to small towns in Nevada and so forth where the insurance is so expensive that the doctors just don't do OB. They can't afford and, to do it. They can't afford to do it. And it's just a ridiculous thing. We should be able to figure out a better way to do Doctor, it. Doctor, thank you so much for coming on the show and for all you've done for the community for so many years. Thank you for having me, Art. It's been a, been a privilege. Okay, privilege. and thank you for joining us. Please be with us next week for the next edition of Straight Talk. Good night, everyone. Straight Talk has been brought to you by Southern California Edison, The Press-Telegram, and Long Beach Magazine. And remember, Straight Talk is viewable worldwide 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.